0: To be a better ally podcast my name is Patricia friedman my pronouns are she her and hers this episode is going to be a little bit different from our other episodes on this week i'm bringing you just a snippet of a conversation i wanted to give you some advance notice that on my other podcast the shifting schools podcast Starting this September, we've got a brand new miniseries out, and it looks to expand what it is that we are talking about when we're talking about social emotional learning. And one of the guests on our incredible lineup is Swapna Krishna, who has a brand new book out. I had a sneak peek of it this summer, and I have to say it was one of the best things that I read all summer. It is entitled Stargazing contemplate the cosmos to find inner peace. Now I'll tell you a little bit more about how Swapna's expertise feeds into this book, but I just wanna tell you that this book has helped me totally reimagine meditation. It's helped me really think about what my plan of action is going to be for this year when it comes to focusing on my own SEL. So I wanted to give you a sneak peek of our conversation and tell you about this book because, listeners, I also want to invite you, if you're looking for a new way to focus on your own well-being and you want to literally take a page out of Swapna Krishna's book, connect with me. Over there in the show notes, you're going to find my email address. This year, I would like to have a little bit of a mini accountability group for folks who also want to experiment with a new way of using the stars for meditation. Now, let me tell you more about Swapna Krishna. She's a writer, journalist, host, and content creator who specializes in space, science, technology, and popular culture. If you're on TikTok and you are not one of the 40,000 plus folks following Swapna Krishna, I'd encourage you to do so. Her work over there is amazing. She's also a columnist with Wired. She's a regular contributor to NPR and Star Trek.com. In this snippet of our conversation, we're going to talk about how science fiction has done so much to inspire Swapna. And I think actually this year, I am going to dig into doing more sci-fi reading. So if you also want to talk about what sci-fi books you're reading, again, find my email address, connect with me. So enjoy. This is just a small snippet. The full episode is coming out next month, but I wanted to give you a little bit of a teaser. Um, The book is out now. It's been out since August 8th. It is the perfect gift book if you have somebody's birthday or celebration coming up, um, or you've got somebody who, again, is looking for a new way to focus on wellness and well-being this year. Stargazing, Contemplate the Cosmos to Find Inner Peace. It is just a book that I have not been able to stop talking about. um, And friends who have taken me up on this recommendation have told me that they feel the same. So this is just a small preview of our Shifting Schools SEL miniseries that kickstarts this September. Enjoy this sneak peek preview. Thank you so much for returning to the podcast. It's always a joy to get to speak with you. Um, and it's a super joy to be speaking with you today during what is um, the official book birthday week for your brand new book that's entitled Stargazing, Contemplate the Cosmos to Find Inner Peace, where you connect the reader with science, with wellness, with meditation, with the long history of star watching, as well as it's place in mythology. And what's really amazing is you do all of that in a book that is gift pocket-sized. It's under 150 pages. So I'm wondering, you pack so much into this book. How did you decide like, what you wanted to prioritize and spotlight inside of this gift book that is a gift in more ways than one?
1: It was, it was a lot because, as you said, it's, it's only about 12,000 words. It's, you know, in a normal, you know, nonfiction book is like 75,000, 100,000 words. So it's small. Um, but I was lucky in that this is part of a series. It's part of the Pocket Nature series at Chronicle Books. So there were previous books in the series that are the same format, about the same length, about other aspects of nature. There's one on a really cool one on clouds, one on mushrooms. Um, And so my editor was able to send me those and I was able to look at how other people had structured theirs and kind of get some ideas. But I also knew from the beginning, it was pitched to me as a mindfulness book about the stars. And my intention was to turn that around and make it a book about the science and stars and the history and have some mindfulness in it. Because they came to me, a science writer, like my thing is science and space they didn't go to a uh, somebody therapy background or a mindfulness background. So I approached it as a science person and how um, I see the universe and my personal clen- connection with it. Because I think something that we miss a lot is that our connection with the night sky is very personal. It is very emotional. I've had a lot of people tell me um, after reading this book, they got teary. They cried. Like there's just, you know, it's it's a kind and gentle book and that, That was my intention. I wanted it to be this thing that made you feel good about yourself, this thing that uh, made you feel good about the night sky and encourages people to walk outside and look up and have this relationship with the stars.
0: Yeah, for me as a reader, there were sort of two things um, that connect with what you just said. One, I felt much more informed, actually, like as a uh, star gazing, uh, like, grower somebody that feels inspired to do it like you there there was a lot that I learned and we'll dig into the science in a little bit but also you are very transparent with how meditation hasn't necessarily come easily for you and that really resonated with me because it hasn't for myself either I've tried a lot of different things I have a lot of friends who feel the same way it's tough and I feel like the messaging in this book too is find a form of meditation that works for you, um, and i'm I'm kind of wondering, actually, if you would talk a little bit more about how you found stargazing as as kind of a, an access point for you into wellness, because, as you said, you're a science journalist, you've got the great PBS series far out. but you also are really interested in sort of like science fiction like Star mm-hmm. Wars. So I'm wondering where that initial spark came from. And if it connects both to your interests, Um, in sci-fi and then actually just pure science as well.
1: So it's funny that you bring up sci-fi because the idea of using the stars for mindfulness actually came to me from Star Trek. There's an episode of Star Trek Voyager um, in the I think the fourth season and I'm like blanking on the name I'm sure listeners will know it if you're a Star Trek fan but it's an episode basically where the ship goes into this void and they're in this void for like traveling across this void in space for like two years and it's this pocket of space where there are no stars and it's about the psychological impacts this has on the crew it's about um there's a lot of stuff about um like you know what not having the comfort of being able to like looking outside and just seeing black all the time. There's no stars, there's no nebula, there's no there's nothing. It's just black. So that part of it, and then there's a there's a scene in this um in the show where Tuvok, who's the Vulcan, who's very like into meditation, he actually walks into astrometrics, which is like their like science, kind of a science area of the ship and puts on like an image of the stars and meditates because he was like I he tells one of the characters that like I use the stars to meditate each star is a thought and I come in here to do it because I can't look outside I can't do it from my quarters and that's kind of where the spark came from um in terms of thinking of a personal relationship with the night sky using it for meditation I was very young but like as um as uh, a kid who grew up Indian American I've always been exposed to meditation because it's a big part of my culture so I've always known that this is a thing that people do. And so I started that very young, I also knew from a young age, I was a very anxious person. Um, And uh, I have a very, like, buzzing mind. And I need like, I personally do better when I work on quieting that down. And so that's where it started. So that that kind of, like, that's where the spark came from. And then from there, um, and it's not something like I actively thought about, I actually recently made the connection that that's where it's from. Um, it's not something I actively ta- thought about in my life, but it's just that idea that that, you know, that we are all Stardust, we are all a part of this. And um that real and that that really comes from sci-fi for me and from Star Trek specifically. Um like that is like the one thing I can point to when people ask, like, why do you have the career you do? Why are you interested in the things you're interested in? And like Star Trek, that's huge that was been formative for me my entire life. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of where the idea of using the stars for meditation came from.
0: Folks, thank you for listening to this small snippet from my conversation with Swapna Krishna. If you are curious about ways to use stargazing for your own personal well-being, I'd encourage you to follow the Shifting Schools podcast. Catch not only the full conversation with Swapna, but the other conversations with our incredible lineup of guests where we will be expanding what it is that we talk about when we're talking about social emotional learning. So before I say farewell, you're gonna catch a season seven trailer giving you a little bit more information and insight into this mini series to come. If you're curious to follow the show, when you head over to the show links, in the show notes, you will find a link to help you follow the Shifting Schools podcast wherever it is that you like to listen to your podcasts. And again, if you check out this book and you want to talk more about stargazing for wellness, find my email address, drop me a line, and maybe we can work towards that goal together this year. Thanks again for listening. Here's that season seven trailer read by my Shifting Schools partner, Jeff Udick.
2: Trisha and I wanted to share what we have coming up next for you in September. As we start the new school year, we're diving in with a brand new mini-series focused on social emotional learning or SEL, a topic that we know is front and center in the minds of educators as we start another school year. And we're not doing it alone. I'm thrilled to announce our guest list for this enlightening mini-series, a lineup of voices that will guide us through this landscape. You'll hear from Jessica LaHaye, New York Times bestselling author.
1: When we talk about competence and we talk about building that sense of, oh, oh, no way. I I can do this. I can rely on myself. It's so much more important than that task there in that moment. Um, It's about building that self-reliance for later. It's about, obviously, the dopamine thing we've been talking about. Charles
2: Barrett author of Social Justice in Schools. At the meeting, I think about who speaks first and what tone does that send for how much we value the family's input or perspective on their child. Dr. Katie Novak, an internationally renowned expert and author.
1: We think about like, okay, so like we want to make a cake. We want to bake a cake, right? Trisha wants to make a red velvet cake. But you don't cake. And for the love of all that's good, so many people will say, oh, Like, we already, like, we already do MTSS. And I'm like, first of all, it's not something you do. Like, MTS is not a verb. You don't MTSS, right? You are building a system that better supports leaders and families and educators and students.
2: Swapna Krishna, gnome from Wired in PBS.
1: We all feel small at times. We all feel like we're not enough. We all feel like... I don't know what I'm doing, what if they find out? I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, imposter syndrome, we all feel inadequate at times. And looking at, I don't ever want people to look at a picture of space and look at the stars, to look at a nebula, to look at a galaxy and say, I feel insignificant.
2: And that's just the start. These thought leaders will share their insights, strategies, and stories, helping us understand how to connect with our students on a deeper, more compassionate level. Join us as we uncover the keys to empathy, resilience, collaboration, and more. Subscribe to the Shifting Schools podcast on your favorite platform and let's embark on this journey together. School's in session, folks, and the next lesson is one you won't wanna miss. Here's to shifting education together, one conversation at a time. Until then, we'll see you on the network.